This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. And I am uh, Professor B. Soup, international rock legend, radiant savant, amateur wildlife photographer, the original dum-dum boy, and uh, each night... <laughs> There's still on still on the Iggy thing from before. Yeah, added that one. <laughs> I should. No. Uh, it's, it's just like the 12 days of Christmas. I keep adding a new thing. Yes. Uh, and I, I left out the uh, member in good standing of the Brotherhood of the Order of the Immaculate Edit. That's true. Which, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the head of the order, actually. Wow. You are uh, the order. And each night, I ask the stars up above, why must I be a teenager in love? Mm. To which the stars up above reply, the fuck are you babbling about? You're 61, not 16. <laughs> Write it down this time. Same shit every night. Damn. All right. And uh, and who, madam? Who might you be? Well, I'm the vocalist for the rock band Ascent, ASNT. Find us on your favorite music platforms by searching ASNT or ASNT Rocks. That's me. Uh. And uh, as always, I do a who dat. And please play along at home. So are you ready, sir? I'm ready. I was severely burned by a pyrotechnic mishap, but recovered. Mm-hmm. I'm an avid hunter. I have the names of my kids tattooed on my chest. A 1991 hit was inspired by my fears and nightmares as a child. I sang backing <laughs> vocals for Danzig. I have a fascination with bees, and at one time I was a janitor. <laughs> We're not talking about Papa Het, are we here? We might be. Mr. James Hetfield, the legend. Damn, what gave it away? Well, the 1991 hit? Well, I, I was on to it, the, the, the burn by Pyrotechnics. I know he got burned under the arm yeah, pretty so badly. Yeah, but did Michael Jackson. A million That's people true, yes. Yeah, And there was something else after that. But uh, I didn't know he was you, an avid hunter. Did the whole, right after I said a 1991 hit was inspired by my fears and Oh, yeah, well, Inter Sandman. You know that song that certain people say, oh, it's not heavy. You know, it's not heavy. No, there, there's no such thing as heavy. You know. um, but beautiful, uh, beautiful song. Brilliant, brilliant man. Absolutely. I've raved about his legendary powers so many times. I'll forego it this time. Well, I'm very impressed that you got that. That's very cool, because I wasn't sure, but very well done. I almost didn't put the 1991 thing in there, but I had to. I actually would have gotten it anyway, but I didn't know he sang sang for Danzig. Of course you would have gotten it anyway. I did not know he sang back up for Danzig. By the way, Danzig, you know what Danzig's out there doing right now? He's touring singing Elvis. I like that idea. I'm creeped out by that idea. Really? I don't know. He's got that voice. I'm not sure. Interesting. And uh, I'm also impressed by uh, Christina, uh, her, her loyalty to the game. Driving here all the way to Jurassic Park, where the dinos live, in the rain, no less, just to bring the show to you tonight, and we appreciate that. True that. True that. True that. And, and we also want you to know that we're not actually trying to drink other shows' milkshakes. It's just that we, it just happens automatically. You know? And the reason why we do this milkshake drinking is because our polyrhythms are so well-attuned. Oh, my know? God. I didn't want to say anything about the polyrhythms, uh, but yes, we should bring that up again. I could just see, <laughs> I could just see Bruce reacting to this ignorance. It's like, yes. Damn it, I know it's my wife's show, but do I really have to listen do I to I really have to listen to this shit? <laughs> this is too Damn much. Yeah. Sorry, music snobs. I was bagging on Drake one day, and uh, as always online, and some dude was trying to lay this trip on me that it was more 
there was something really sophisticated going on there that I didn't have the mental bandwidth to grasp it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it's actually more intellectually stimulating than the stuff I listen to, he said. Oh, because wow. of tritones. He said, you probably don't even know what tritones are. It's like, no, that's like polyrhythms. It's one of those things I don't know, but I know what shit is when I hear it. You know. But apparently, if I really understood tritones, I would appreciate the greatness of Drake. Mm. So do you, know, do you know about tritones? I'm familiar with tritones, but that doesn't make me like Drake anymore. There you go. I'm just saying. I'm All sorry. Right. All right. well, I'm we sorry. have to. We have to stay in our lane and recognize. We might as well embrace the zeitgeist and call ourselves what everybody else calls themselves: content creators. So, uh, oh, let's yes. create some content here. Yeah. I guess that's what you call this stuff we do. Well, yeah. then I'm a format creator as well. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you're the you're the showrunner, the architect. I just wanted to say I could yeah. I could really expand on this creatorship thing. Yeah. Who knew? Content creators, baby. Wow. I will apparently I'm supposed to do this next part, too, which is the statement or restatement or whatever it is of the theme. No, the initial statement of the theme. And that is, once again, what I said last time, and I uh, hope I can say it as well this time. If you've heard Swan, you've heard Quetzal. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> For the stand-in theme, we focus on the music from a specific continent, country, state, city, etc., in place of an open theme. And remember last time we did Melbourne, and this time... Ireland, Bigora, Saints Preservus. <laughs> yes. I knew you were going to do some sort of accent. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to be channeling. Accent. I'm going to be No, I can't do the accent either. That's one of the ones that I have the biggest problem with. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. I wish I could channel uh, Chief O'Hara from Batman for the whole show, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, he, I think the people from Ireland <laughs> will appreciate that we don't. <laughs> and maybe everybody. Come on. You know they have statues of Chief O'Hara up on every corner. Hey, over there. I don't know what they do or don't do, but... Uh... <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're talking about a whole uh, country here. So we've got a country to find... Uh, the Emerald Isle. We're going to find uh, some great tunes from the Emerald Isle, or that which by which I mean Christine already found yes. great tunes from the Emerald Isle. And that, at least, finally brings me to uh, passing the torch to her, and she gets to say whatever the next thing is we're doing. Well, I want to always share a fascinating factoid about the country that we're covering, the country, city, state, whatever. Ireland is the only country with a harp as its national symbol. It is the only country that uses a musical instrument as its symbol. Trinity College in Dublin is home to some of the oldest harps in the world. Wow. That's interesting because right, we have birds, you know, those kinds of things, or yeah. flowers, but you don't have instruments. I, the whole Celtic harp thing, I am such a big fan of that, I yeah, couldn't tell you. absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I have done a lot of work. I've done some television work with uh, artists who play the harp. Oh, beautiful stuff. Oh, by the way, you've um, done television work with artists who play harp. What? Yeah, there was when I was uh, living in Cincinnati. I did some uh, public access television uh, production with uh, a couple who played, uh, you know, the Boron and the Celtic harp and everything. Yeah. Whoa, very uh, cool. Well, you can't just like traditional music. What yeah. you can't do is just go out and and just fucking tease us like that and then not finish it up with what the fuck you're talking about. You can't do that. So I had to go ahead and we had to go back. Could take a step back. That was that was a little subterfuge on my part, trying to pretend to be humble, but I really ah. was hoping you'd draw me out. Ah, and, and I did. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I was a I was an award-winning uh, television producer in Cincinnati. It's no big deal, though. Award-winning? <laughs> no, that's that's a joke. Holy shit! Yeah, no, but I. I oh, like uh, a, oh, by the, the way, we did since oh, this that's is the, the first. Oscar. The Oscar. The Oscar yes, that you've oh, had. It's just a little Oscar. It's just no a golden dude. It's no big deal. Is now uh, we did a show, but this is the first birds of a feather of the year two thousand twenty-three. 
And uh, most of our, uh, it's very interesting. We, of course, the flock is out there busily working on listening, you know. Mm-hmm. But the mo- the greatest number of uh, streams and downloads we had this year so far, by far, was from a certain South American country. And we just wanted to say that we we just Ecuador you. That's all. Oh, yeah. we do. We do. We totally Ecuador you. We really do. Well, I want to talk about something we always talk about, which is Finch-worthy slang. And for this Every Show feature, we are challenged to use a selected slang word or phrase as much as possible throughout the show, whether it makes sense or not. And this time, are you ready? It's going to be weird. Our slang phrase is choice, as in, that is so choice. Now, there's one I've actually heard in use, mostly... In uh, the, uh, the the classic film, which somehow failed to sweep the Oscars, Lilo and Stitch. And also in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The slang term choice is a sign of approval and possibly even envy. If someone says that's something of yours, like you, your look, your car, or your hair is choice, they're saying that you have made the right decision. So I'd say you listening to this show is choice. It's just a a great adjective. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so choice. You have to recognize that it's an adjective. I do. I recognize. So I want to do a really brief bird banter. I want to go ahead and talk for a second about Grace Cummings. She is our 2022 Artist of the Year. She's Australian folk singer-songwriter. And we featured her on a show. We featured her song Heaven from her latest album. However... If you listen to a show that was actually narrated by, um, you know, something named Audrey. um, British lady named Audrey. Is she a lady? That's what she says. Yeah, she's a British computer voice named Audrey. That weird noise uh, at the end, that was her cell phone. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) it was not my cell phone. So we actually had Audrey stand in for us as we brought just grace to you basically episode 54 features her music exclusively so go back and listen to episode 54 and you'll hear why grace cummings was our 2022 artist of the of year the year and you can find her on facebook and instagram at grace cummings music nice so but now we're back and the uh, the forests will echo with lunkhead laughter that's true indeed uh, they already are actually because uh, we just did winging it So that brings us immediately to our first of five artists that we are going to feature this time. This first artist is Molly O'Mahony, and the song name is The House of David. She's a singer-songwriter, and let's listen to this amazing song that just struck me. There is a house on the canal bank Built of gray brick and covered Unassuming and feet shorter than either edifice who flanks her. But she's got poise and dignity, a sash made from a climbing tree, whose purple blooms for just two weeks. Betray her royalty There is a house Upon a man-made shore Presided over By a gentle lord A benign ruler With an ironing board 
Besides the fact that it is your namesake and she just keeps singing David, 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 which I'm sure doesn't hurt her case at all. There's no songs from the house of Christina. Um, hopefully somebody will be inspired to write one now. But um, I'm telling you, I heard that voice just the first few notes when I was just doing my search of Ireland artists. And I just thought that's it. I just think, you know, she's got this soft and sweet voice. And this song kind of comes off like a lullaby to me a little bit 
And then it gets bluesy and jazzy. And I just love that. I mean, I love the jazziness in her voice. I love how smooth her voice is. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing influences from Chardet and Annie Lennox to me. That's what I'm hearing uh-huh. in her voice. Um, and the harmonies take it to another place. Uh, ha- a little haunting, also a little comforting. I feel like there's equal parts comforting and haunting in this house. In this house, in this song, uh, the house of David is equally apparently. Um, but I enjoy the full band. But I would love to hear her and the piano, just her and Molly. Not just her. Sorry, just a piano and Molly in a fog-filled club somewhere. And the ending. Belting is always welcome. Yeah, that ending. How about that? First of all, uh, th- it was a chice tune. It was a chice oh, tune. Yeah. Molly, Molly O'Mahony. Uh, sorry, but it sounds like the Irish name generator. <laughs> it's so it's so beautiful. It's, it's so, so beautiful. perfect. Uh, the House of David. You said it struck you, and I would suggest that it smote you because David smites. That's what David. Because when I hear the House of David, yeah, that's true. Or and and the album is the song is Songs of David. But when yep. I hear House of David, it's it's a phrase you hear in the Bible a thousand Absolutely. times. Absolutely. So that's what I keep thinking of. It's and so that, true. But it doesn't. Uh, there, are, I I couldn't figure out what it was about in one listen because I'm dense anyway. But it doesn't appear to be that. But it's 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 very enigmatic uh, lyrically. Yes. But to think about it is the first what I'm hearing, and this is a very very high compliment please is you mentioned the jazzy uh sensibility Joni Mitchell I mean it sounds mm. very much like Joni Mitchell it starts off with um it's interesting because I hear more Annie Lennox than I do Joni Mitchell but I can hear Joni too now that you mention it probably I'm I know more Joni's music than Annie Lennox's but I mean yes there's both of that Annie yeah. Lennox definitely you're right I didn't even think about that until you said it and, I didn't uh, think about Joni until you said it. Dolores O'Riordan, a little bit of, you know, amped up, uh, okay. a little harder rocking than uh, Joni, but with some of the jazzy inflections of Joni Mitchell. And uh, with, but with a strong band arrangement that mm-hmm. you wouldn't ordinarily uh, necessarily get with Which her sometimes. Which I enjoyed, yes. And the music, a lot of songs of this type would be, they'd start off delicate, you know, mm-hmm. and they would uh, they would build and they would become really, you know, strong. And But this one ebbs and flows in the most fascinating way, you know. Uh, and even at times when there's only that really powerful percussion and the voice, it still sounds really big and bold. Yes. You know? And then uh, the guitars come in, and it's like, wow, you know? But it, it's, sometimes it's delicate, but it's not afraid to raise the roof at times, too. True. And uh, it, it ends with that beautiful jolt, as you uh, said. So, it. you know, it's, it's, it's so much confidence and strength. Uh, absolutely winning tune. Uh, by uh, Molly um, O'Mahony and uh, the House of David. Uh, loved it. Just beautiful. Absolutely. So you can find her incredible music on Facebook at Molly Mahoney Music. And that is M-A-H-O-N-Y. And her album, Songs of David, was released in November 2022. So go ahead. Eh. So... I'll try that again. So go ahead and go to Bandcamp where you can find that entire digital album for sale or you can order an actual physical copy. Get yours now. All right. So that brings us to our first official feature. Ooh, it's kind of felt a little alliteration-y first official feature. First official feature. It's a lot. Silenting the O there. (laughs) Yeah. So, hmm... I think it's your turn. Um, okay, well, 
You see, there are things that I'm trying to hear, mm. and there are things that I ain't trying to hear. Mm-hmm. And right? this whole business about my doing a feature is in the latter category. You, you ain't trying to hear that? I ain't trying to hear about it. All right. Doesn't mean I won't do it, though. Okay. Well, even though you can't hear it, can you please do it? Let my objection be registered. Yes. I okay. Hey, I got it. All I wrote right. it down. You know All what? right. Well. This, you doing this particular feature is so choice. And the very topic itself, the very name, the very concept brings a certain person to mind who heretofore I have avoided, but not any longer. And it is parody. For this feature, we discuss parodies, satirical, sarcastic, funny, or silly-ass songs. Yes, and who better to do this? I actually created this feature for you. Isn't that something? Yes. And by extension, for one of my big inspirations. Yes. And that would be Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. I've uh, avoided him. This, in fact, I had to cut, when I was editing the last show, I had to cut a reference to the song because I thought I was going to do it on this uh, feature. I, I just want to say what? that you are not avoiding talking about Weird Al. He comes up on almost every uh, show. I mean, just, no, that's true. That's true. He comes up almost as often as James Bond. Probably that's, more, actually. That's correct. So don't even try to pretend. No, no. I like mean, you don't talk about him. He's the man. Perhaps. Let me restate. I will say that I didn't do him on parity so far. and that's Oh, about that's it. true. That's true. That's true. I have uh, really strained not to, but uh, I'm sure. it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. All right. Now, and the song in question is called Word Crimes. Oh, my favorite. Absolutely. Now, this is a song parody as opposed to a style parody. Now, we agreed Amish Paradise did not belong on that list. Right. And my favorite stuff of Al's is style parody, where yes. he captures the distinct sound of a band uh, weds it to a funny lyric while not directly taking any of their music. Right. That is a feat. You know? That's my favorite. Uh, it's a much greater achievement, but in terms of lyrical brilliance, this is this still probably is right the best. There. Yes. It's based on the smash hit Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. And now, I thought I was really onto something, a clever tie here, because the song is about grammar and the misuse thereof and any grievous violence done to the English language online. Mm. But So I thought I was going to do something uh, slick because Robin Thicke is the son of Alan Thicke, yes. the actor who starred in the sitcom that I watched every single week, Growing, Growing Pains. Pains. And I thought to myself, well, there's an interesting coincidence because the theme song of said show contains not a double negative, but a shocking and unprecedented triple negative, and there ain't no nothing we can't oh. love each other through. And then, wait a minute. That was actually the theme to Family Ties, so never mind. Oh. <laughs> I was go- Are you blurring the lines? I there was a blurring bit? the lines between those two shows. That's exactly just, how it goes. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That's ah. a little Fat Albert moment, too, though. Hey, hey, hey. A little, a little blurred line. I never thought about that. Albert He's line. doing the Fat Albert I thing. Know. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> now, this was a high watermark for Al, though, honestly. Early on, his song parodies were kind of militantly cheesy, nerdcore classics like My Bologna. Yeah. And I love Rocky Road. By the way, these are the origins of these are portrayed fictitiously and hilariously in the film Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And I just heard tonight Daniel Radcliffe, who played him, won a People's Choice Award. He means Critics' Choice, missing a reference to tonight's Finchworthy slang. For that role. Uh, It's a hilarious movie. I saw it a couple months ago. Brilliant movie. Uh, The totally made up history of Al Yankovic, where. Well, never mind the shit that happens. Besides his long-term relationship with Madonna, uh, who is kidnapped by uh, drug lord Pablo Escobar because he wants Al to play his birthday party or something sure, like that. And of Al ends up uh, killing the said uh, drug lord, and uh, 
uh, yeah, brilliant totally stuff. Plausible. Brilliant stuff. I mean, Jack Black plays Wolfman Black. Totally uh, Wolfman plausible. Jack. All know? of it. I mean, just too much. Wolfman Black. That Wolfman was funny. Black. <laughs> no, that Jack was Jack Black funny. plays Wolfman Jack. How am I supposed to say that? You <laughs> I know? love that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. I tried anyway. It was great. But those cheesy early songs are covered very cleverly. But he did develop a knack, though, for turning completely unpromising concepts that sound like they would be really lame. Uh, for example, I Want a New Duck. And addicted to spuds. They don't sound like there's really much going on there, but they're actually funnier than they have any right to be. Uh, but it's not all gold. Even much more recently, he did a parody of Lord's hit Royals called Foil. It was about aluminum foil. Yeah, it's about as clever as it sounds. Uh, not his finest hour, but this one is an absolute triumph. The lyrics are funny to read alone, although oh. the video helps the drive video. home. It's like school <laughs> schoolhouse rock. Exactly. It, it is. is the best. It's going to be built into curriculum just like Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire was, you know. It's so good. Uh, the video helps drive home his perfectly reasonable indignation at the frightful mishandling of the King's English. We have to say kings now, not queens. But I really oh. admire that in doing so he makes a funny song while Maintaining a warm and accepting and non-judgmental approach, which doesn't seek to shame anyone who uses bad grammar. And I think that's evidenced by these lines. Mm, okay, I just can't. behold and marvel how tolerant and accepting this is. All right, I'm ready. Work on that grammar. You should know when it's less or fewer, like people who were never raised in a sewer. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's more. You know, uh, I hate these word crimes. You really need a full-time proofreader, you dumb mouth breather. <laughs> Not judgmental at all. Not, I mean... Nope. And... Totally accepting, yeah. loving. And I thought you'd gotten it through your skull what's figurative and what's literal. Oh, but just now you said you literally couldn't get out of bed. That really makes me want to literally smack a crowbar upside your stupid head. All right. There you know, it is. And, so, uh, yeah, I don't feel like he's being mean at all. No. I read your email. It's quite apparent. Your grammar's errant. You're incoherent. Uh, Saw so your blog post. It's really fantastic. That was sarcastic because you write like a spastic. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way he puts his arms around and tries to lift up. Benevolent. But yeah, it's, it's benevolent. It is. It's as benevolent as I am. In, yeah, uh, absolutely. In doing I just, features. Wow. Uh, let's see. And, and the best part, I think, is when he says... Oh, you're a lost cause. Go back to preschool. Get out of the gene pool. Try your best not to drool. I like Weird Al. This is my favorite by him because I think it's clever, and I know people think he's clever in general. I think, again, I I'm I have – there's a, a fine line between, like, schlocky and cheesy and shticky, and I feel like he's there a lot. But this one was razor-sharp, clever, well-executed, video-wise, everything. It, it was Perfect. It absolutely was. And um, retaining uh, the, the sound of the music, it, it, he has a band that plays all this stuff. He's been working with them for decades, but it sounds like the original song every single time, whether he's doing Nirvana or whatever. It's just unbelievable. Uh, but, I mean, raised, raised in a sewer, crowbar upside the head, dumb mouth breather, you shouldn't reproduce. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think that just comes under the heading of good-natured ribbing. Such a nice Good-natured ribbing, yeah. and nobody should be offended by that. No. The song is also very instructive and incorporates real English class terms like, okay, now here's some notes. Syntax, you're always mangling. No X in espresso. Your participle's dangling. 
You talk about conjugating this and, and a lot it. of English stuff that I don't even understand. Love it. But uh, I mean, he's uh, he's he's actually teaching. This is uh, he's educating. It's he's true. educating. He even says, uh, "Try to familiar, trying to educate you." Going to familiarize you with the nomenclature, and it's like I don't even know a lot of this nomenclature, and Very I nice. consider myself fairly adept at English, but uh, not always. And uh, honestly, this song reminded me of something uh, when I was a kid. You know, I was always kind of different. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to be a fireman or an astronaut or singer or something like that. I actually wanted to be an English teacher. That's mm-hmm. no joke. I did, uh, but I, I like literally didn't. You know, you literally, I literally didn't. didn't. And as we remarked many times, grammar and song lyrics can't really coexist. <laughs> honestly, I mean, I can't get any satisfaction. I mean, nobody wants to hear that. You know, mm. you haven't seen anything yet. And once you get the whole lay lie distinction and proper usage down, you can never know any piece because everybody says it wrong. True. You know, anyway, internet users, uh, just because you were raised in a sewer doesn't mean you have to stay there. Professor Al extends his gracious hand to lift you out. Mm. So go listen to the song and perhaps the gene pool will welcome you once again. That was an important message. Important, yes. <laughs> I, that's one of those that I just like. It my whole skin crawls. I mean, it's supposedly important. all in fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anyways, we should move on. That's, anyways, that's a word somewhere, but not in English. You know? <laughs> no, but you know what? I just some of those those words that he selected to use in that song were so choice. They were choice. So excellent parody. Well. Weird Al got his moment, his just desserts, if you will. And now we move on to a band called Just Mustard. Just Mustard. With a song called... Not exactly a dessert, but... uh, No, it's Just Mustard. Just Mustard. The song is called Tainted. They are post-rock alternative and shoegaze. Hmm. Let's take a listen to Tainted.
That was Just Mustard and their song, Tainted. So what do you think? All right, everybody, look up from your shoes. I think you've gazed long enough. Actually, <laughs> actually, this is radio, so you can kind of look at whatever you want, really. Yes. But do pay attention, because um, I want to tell you what we thought about the song. I lo- it started off so eerily. Yes. I mean, really, I was I was frightened. It was I like, was too. I was, I was <laughs> my security blanket and everything. I mean, I had a real paranormal activity vibe to it. Uh, this icy and ruthless drum comes in, and the guitar is very just you know hanging back, uh-huh. just uh, guiding you along. Woo, you know. And um, it, this, I know I use the word spectral too much, but people if people are going to sing spectrally, what the hell am I supposed to there do? There it you know? is. Yeah. Uh, the vocal, very, very spectral. And it had this kind of industrial Nine Inch Nails thing to it, you know, in my mind. I heard uh, the industrial, yes. But it sounded like industrial in the forest, you know. It had that forest <laughs> yes. kind of a thing to it. I can hear, like, she's maybe running through the forest. Running through the forest with industrial machinery yes, all around or something like it that. Yes, happens. I mean, that, that forest these days, you know, who knows. That's right. I haven't been one in a while. But and it really does sound like it's, you know, tainted with something unearthly, you know, and uh, it goes around at the end. It goes through this refrain many times and kind of holds you in its spell, and then it winds down really, really quickly, and then you, you don't even know what you're hearing. It's like, what instruments are these? You know, you can't even tell what's going on. But it's uh, it's a cacophony, compelling, and so I well, not I wouldn't call it that, but I mean, it's a it's a it's kind of a din. No, it's not a din. It's a, but it's they they do call themselves noise as well. Yeah, so it's yeah, kind of noise. It is, but it's very it's very uh, structured noise. Yes, it's very deliberate noise. Exactly, you know? anyone can make noise you know well placed just listen to the show hey the uh what they're doing works it's it's really compelling and i I would have to say they uh they definitely cut the mustard oh Oh, shit why you didn't say that coming i didn't i don't know why (laughs) i should have yeah i love that beginning like you said it just i love that it builds that tension there's so much it's like just this creepy chant and then bam it kicks in and I love that there's the that noise part, those noise parts that keep happening, right? Because they do call themselves noise as well, which I really like. So there's some of that noise, uh, a wall of sound in a different way, if you will. And um, I love that they build all that chaos. There's like the chaotic point, right? And then there's times where you can't hear her voice very well. And when, her when voice. that happens, so you got me there. Yeah, when when I I hear her voice and it starts to kind of fade, and then I'm worried for her safety, right? Because it just mm-hmm. sounds like something bad's happening. Then there's a second voice that comes in, and you can still hear her voice very faintly. But there's a second voice that lets us know maybe she's safe. And then <laughs> you you hear that sudden siren sound that comes in at the end that lets you know that no one is safe. You know, it's so unnerving. It, you really, it makes you want to sit down and watch a double feature of uh, Barney and Friends and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I uh, want to just, I just want to sit need to back. Be comforted. You know? And I loved it. I loved how creepy it was. I loved how powerful it was. I loved how well it was executed. I am totally in. If you're totally in, and you should be, you can find them on Facebook at Just Mustard Music. Now, I fell in love with this track, Tainted, but you should listen to their latest release called Heart Under. Right on. So, Hummingbirds. Mm, this is a fun You're gonna part You're going to shoulder of some of the burden here? You know? <laughs> I will shoulder some of it. Oh, let's see. Um, is it the driving part? No. Is it the creating the show part? No. 
Is it bringing all the equipment with me and setting it up? No, that's probably not it. Well, I gotta, I gotta clean up both studios. <laughs> oh, that's true. A little bit of prep too. Yeah, that's true. You're right. It's all you. I'm all sorry. Right. The right. burden, the burden is great. Okay. So for this feature, we hum songs and see if the other person can guess the song in a head-to-head battle. And as it turns out, sir, you are first. Well, now. I don't want to hear anything about softballs because you have no love for me. It's not about softballs. It's about embarrassment and showing how little I know about music. This is the cottonest ball of all. Wait till you see. You're going to go, okay, silver platter. I get it. All right. Let me see if I can somehow simulate this. Oops. What's the next part? Oh, shit. Don't tell me that's all. I figured that would be enough. Oops. It sounds so familiar. Yes. Uh, but I can't place it. Uh, I'm trying to remember another part. Like, I mean, honestly, it's so familiar to me. La, 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 la. <laughs> she loves when I do that. <laughs> la 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 la. Um, trying to remember like, the verses. La 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 la. Burn out. And what is that? Oh, I'm trying to think. Pretty young thing. Uh, Repeat it, after me. Uh, so, is your answer PYT Pretty yes, Young Thing? It is. By whom? Uh, Michael Jackson. Thank you very much. Okay, hey, see? I got see? It. Hey, right. nice. See? See? Very see? Well. I told you it was, I mean, I knew you would get that I one. I mean, it just took me a second to remember to place the melody, you know, but I got it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was the most cottony of cotton, but it was very nice. Well, as for me, I, 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 fe- I fear that oats are about to be felt again. Oh, you know? my goodness. Ask me the question, Bridgekeeper. I'm not afraid. Oh, my goodness. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> La 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 That's a great song you just made up right now on the spot. I really you really got something there. Try it again. La 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 uh-oh. Uh-oh. I do know it, I know course, you yeah. know this. Uh, for, for the sake of the folks, I will, I will bow my head and uh, place my head in, in, the, uh, in the chopping block for this one and just concede defeat. I don't want your, I don't need your photograph. Oh, uh, Def Leppard. Oh, that would have taken me a while to get that one. Yeah, Def Leppard photograph. Was it, was it not, that, did I not hum it well? No, I'm no, so it's just, it, it sounded like a sense uh, in summation, so I'm oh, sorry. Ooh, yeah. you know what? Only a true fan could say that. That's true. Oh. Uh, Def Leppard. Wow, photograph. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I did think that was a cottony ball, but maybe I didn't hum it very well. Well, maybe this one will be to you. Mm, and right. um Okay, uh, this song, we will ex- we will even accept the awesome cover version of this song. Oh, my, so, Or the okay. original artist, okay. La, la, la. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. 
La 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 la. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your Venus. Venus. I'm your fire, your desire. And the Bananarama. Bananarama. Like, as I said, we would accept the uh, <laughs> the Utes version, the uh, the newer uh, version, as opposed to the original. Uh, personally, though, I find it shocking, and it makes me blue that you don't know the name of the act was Shocking Blue. <laughs> but I have heard that version. Yes. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fun. We are willing to accept that. Uh, the, the benevolence without limits, as has been previously noted. Perfect. Now, growing up, I thought that was a dude singing the song. Uh, if you listen to the original version, I, I can uh, hear and that. And I'm not the only one either. I can a lot hear of that. people are like, oh, yeah. yeah. She's got this awesome voice. I mean, uh, she's got that awesome husky voice, and her name is Marishka. I mean, how hot can, can you be? You know? Like the lead singer of Yaz. She has that yes, really beautiful, yes. rich voice where people thought it was a man. But All right, just... so you're uh, you're batting a thousand here. Yeah, you missed the first one, but I think you'll get this one. <clears throat> la 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 la. Uh, yes, I'm seeing, uh, and I've got to watch this movie again, too, because I have to see the, uh, the sequel. Uh, I want to see it, too. I, I, yeah, I hear the sequel's excellent. I just got to watch that cheesy romantic schlock first movie. You don't want me to do the chorus at all? Uh, That's just the very beginning of the verse. I don't, so I don't want you, I don't want to take your breath away. Oh, I mean, oh fuck me. <laughs> take my breath away, Berlin. <laughs> yes, very well played. Very nice, okay. Very nice. I had to. I couldn't help myself. I think you ought to get this one. Um, all right. That was a cotton ball. Come on. That was a cotton ball. Uh, let me see. We did one, two years. Okay, here's your third one. All right. <clears throat> la, 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 la. It's so original that that's all you got to hear. Roma, Roma, ma, ga, ga, ooh, la, la. Want your bad romance. Red bad romance by. I want your disease. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, bad romance. As long as it's free. I got to give her kudos. Uh, to Gaga, kudos to Gaga on this one for including three Hitchcock film titles in one verse. I want your psycho, your vertigo shtick. Want you in my rear window, baby. You're sick. Very well played. She's amazing. And uh, there's a uh, the annoying. I know you're not a big fan of the annoying orange, but the annoying yeah. orange has Lady Pasta on, and she's singing like. A, and it sounds kind of like the original. It's like, you know, Roma Tomata. She's talking about like food and everything. Oh. <laughs> it's just like garlic. Oh, oh, la, la. oh no, <laughs> Lady I'm sorry, Pasta. Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, bad yes, romance. That's an amazing song. I want to cover it, but I don't know how. But I got to figure it out. See, you know a song is really original and really like outside the box when all you got to do is hear that beginning and you know it. How many songs go like that? You know, yeah, no, uh, brilliant. Okay, um, love, love, love her. She is just one of my faves. So, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> la 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. Thank you, thank you. La 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 la. la. I'm gonna go with. Uh, we're recording, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with uh, I Know What Boys Like by The Waitresses. That's correct. All right. <laughs> but I'm still only, what, two for two? Two out of three. Two out of three. Now, it, But you still should have got the first one. I should have, it yes. Was just, it was right there. It was right there. I just I didn't want to wait. I, didn't. I the, got you. The bylaws, you know. This, yeah, this the is charter. the speed round. I got this it. This is the speed round, lightning round. Uh, now, you realize, have you ever gotten all of them? I'm no. trying to. Okay, this is this is your night. This is your night. Mm. If you get this one, you've gotten four out of four, oh. and you can stop calling me a big meanie and an ogre. And let me go. La 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 la
I mean, are you, are you are we even allowed to do that much of the song? But there were no you words do involved. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Okay. Oh, my God. Live and let die. I was not prepared to accept any whining this time. Oh, it's it's Bond. I don't know anything about Bond. Remember, like last time, you were but, like, it was a hit song by Duran Duran, and you didn't know it. But this- You didn't know fucking Photograph by Def Leppard. You I, love Def Leppard, so whatever. Well, I don't. I never actually had any other records, though. But I do know that song very, very well. Of course, it was. But I like, mean, on the radio every moment. But Duran Duran, View to a Kill, come on. But anyway, Bond was actually a secondary consideration uh, in them because this is a universally known song that's been covered, unfortunately. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but a great classic, uh, best Bond theme ever by. Oh, you didn't say who it was by, because you, you've had problems with this artist before, attributing. Never mind. I can't say it. Paul McCartney. Thank you. Yeah, Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you didn't say, but uh, of course it's Paul McCartney. Right. I haven't had trouble attributing. What? No, no, no. There was a, there was a Paul McCartney song you said was the, you said Beatles instead of Paul McCartney. But uh, I mean, I'm it, just saying that's not he was a Beatle. Hairs, he know? was a Beatle. He was a Beatle. That's true. Okay, so I'm uh, just saying, like, four adjacent. out of four. It's like artist adjacent. Is is the curse broken? Apparently, I, I this time I guess I don't know. I'm, we'll see if it if there is a resurgence. But yes, this time I actually got four. I'm surprised you didn't get that first one, but I know you'll get this one. La 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 la. Are we doing like a Top Gun theme here tonight? Uh, <laughs> Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a little Top Gun thing going here. I have a moment. Yeah. I had a moment. I mean, you, you, you thought of that, of course. I, I mean, did. Yes, of course, yeah. I could not help it. When I got that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go there. There you go. I'm just doing it. So three out of four for you. And I really solidly think it should have been four out of four, but that's okay. You got three out of four, and I got four out of four, which is rare. Uh, unprecedented if, or un- just probably rare? Unprecedented. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, because you're just mean. Who can remember all these years, yeah. All right, so time for our next artist, who is by Curious. Oh, no, that's just the name of the band. I was going to say, uh, what are they called, though? Yeah. Well, they could be both just by Curious, and it happens to be the name of their band. I don't know, but the name of the band is by Curious, which I love. And the, <laughs> the and they have it as one word, too. Yes. I mean, it's, I look at it as, what is that, by Cuspid? Are we talking about teeth here? No. Yeah. And their song name, which just totally fucking tickles me and is my thing, is called We're Totally Fucked. So, you know, it hits me right there. They're an experimental duo, electronic, and pop rock. This is one you're going to want to write down when we give you their uh, social media because you're going to want to listen to them. They are finishing up their second album this year. So, we are totally fucked by, by Curious. Sorry. <laughs>
right. We are totally fucked by by Curious. My goodness. Well, I have a lot to say about this song. I don't know about you, but I will say these are amazing musicians. This is a duo. They make so much noise for being basically guitar and drums. So if you think about it, it's White Stripes except just next level, right? So they're not lo-fi. They're not all that stuff. They are so kick-ass. And I will say they are known for being an instrumental band, right? So that is really what they are with sound bites and a little bit in it. But that's what they're known for. It's absolute perfection to me. I was so excited. I think everything is expertly done. That chorus where we break it down, we talk about being totally fucked. And then you have the woman who comes in with a little positivity like, yeah, but still, yeah, we are totally fucked. I'm so into it. And I love that it's a headbanger. And a little arresting all at once. And I have to just say, I have to say, at the end, like when we get to minute four, holy shit, there's a prog fest going on throughout it, right? Mm -hmm. But once we get to minute four, it's just like completely electric. I can't even handle it. Like it's off the rails. It's next level. And I am so excited that I have come upon this this amazing duo. Yeah, well, talk about stacking the deck in your favor with the title. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing with the hook. Amazing. The hook. But it starts off with this crazy ninja cry type thing. <laughs> yeah. And then there is this full on electrical uh, electronic assault. And uh, but then there's that there's that harmonized interlude mm-hmm. as you're talking about, including and expanding on the title. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, but with a hopeful message of not giving up, and yep. they definitely don't. They redouble their efforts, bringing on the noise. Exactly Hell what yeah. I was thinking. Uh, sound bites and just general experimental exaltation. Doesn't forget at all to be heavy. Remembers to be heavy. Hell there is yeah. a tiny bit of a little trippy, proggy, funky interlude there. It's like, where the yeah. hell did that come from? That was amazing. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, let's just end right here. Bam! You yep. know? And uh, the uh, honestly, the manipula- the masterful manipulation of it, it's a very, very strong track. I loved it. Yes, they are amazing. You can find By Curious on Facebook at By Curious Band Official. Wow. So that takes us to your next feature and uh, gives me a little break. All right, we're rolling. Uh, are we whatever? Is uh, what the question we I are posed? Because yes. <laughs> I mean, that's are whatever. nomenclature is not my thing. Okay, well. I mean, I mean I, I'm on air talent. I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fucking say you're on air talent? <laughs> well, <laughs> what the fuck am I then? Well, pardon me. We're trying to create some content here. <laughs> We're content creators. We're content creators. Well, aren't we? Everybody's Hi. a fucking content creator today. <laughs> All right, and uh, well, feature time would be, it's an old favorite of ours, Hawking Their Wares. And for this feature, we discuss bands or artists that license their music to sell products. Did they sell out, or was it a perfect pairing? And now, I've never been one to squawk, yes, squawk, about artists selling out. I mean, having a corporate sponsor is not de facto evidence that you've surrendered your creative integrity. Kind of. No, no, they Kinda. squeal. 
Bud Light sponsoring your tour, you know. It's like, hey, I'd be fine with that as long as they didn't make me drink the shit or pretend to like it, you know. Sponsoring is one thing. Using my music in their ads, that's another. I, I, I agree. I agree. That's but some people even squawk situation. about uh, somebody sponsoring your tour. What's no, the problem I'm fine with, that? with that? I mean, you know, you're playing in a. If you a, want to sponsor my tour, it's fine. You're playing care. in a theater that somebody paid to have their name Sounds on. It's great the same to thing, me. you know. Don't I don't mean, care about that. But. Um, However, as we've demonstrated in the feature before, sometimes the pairing of song and advert is so cheesy and incongruous that you know it only exists because, as Bill Murray said, drugs cost money. You know? Drugs cost money. <laughs> Great line. From, I mean, a song about the cathartic value of a shared sorrow via a virtual melodic support group that is Sad Songs Say So Much mm. somehow is tied to blue jeans. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's an eye roller if ever there was one. Seriously. Sasson says so much. Like, what? Look at my ass? What does it say? You know? Probably. I mean, I just saw a new one, actually, with the late and very much lamented Christine McVie mm. singing one of her Fleetwood Mac songs everywhere on an electric car commercial. Yeah, you know? I saw that. But, you know, it didn't seem that out of place. I mean, it's kind of sweet. I mean, you jump in your car and be with your loved one everywhere, I guess. So mm. It's not that far out. Mm. Uh, but the granddaddy of them all, the most perfect, harmonious marriage of song and sales pitch, in my mind, Uh-oh. was a 2004 back-to-school commercial by Staples featuring Alice Cooper. Yes, school's out for back-to-school. Now, not all rock song and promo ties feature the artist in the ad, but there's no way Mr. Ham and Cheese himself was going to sit this one out. <laughs> Anytime you can know. Actually, the entire concept of this witty commercial necessitates the rock star's presence as it begins with the man himself, makeup and all, walking through Staples, cheerfully pitching items into his shopping cart. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> as an instrumental reading of the No More Pencils, No More Books part of the hit song plays over the store's PA system. <laughs> A sullen girl of about 10 or 12 years old watches, very displeased. I thought you said school's out forever, she petulantly says to him. And he did. Exactly. That's just it. And he he replies, no, no, no. The song goes, school's out for summer. Nice try, though. Uh, You say school's out forever. Nice try, Alice, but the kid is right. Every single chorus says school's out forever. That's right. After it says school's out for summer. Right. A tad unnecessary since summer is a my very minor subset of forever. But True. Uh, the final chorus pads out the declaration of the school's status with the line, School's out with fever. That's all fine and it sounds good, but one would think being blown to pieces would be enough reason to be out. Yeah. But when you say over and over again that school's been blown to pieces, I guess there's nowhere to go but down. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't do well to think about the song. But uh, would anyone consider this a sellout? I certainly hope not. I mean, what would that even mean to the king of camp? I mean, this is a man who did the Muppet show. He did the fucking gong show. Did you ever believe that? You know, Chuck Barris, the gong show? Yeah. Yeah. Can I weigh in on this? Yeah. So, it's weird. I would not consider this a sellout. Why? Because he's almost making fun of himself, and I feel like that kind of a song might lend itself to that. But if it's like, I don't know, I'm going to make it up. Like, you 2s bad. Do not use bad in a commercial. Like a car commercial or some shit like Deodorant that. or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's desperation. I mean, don't do that. 
So I feel like it's it's he is kind of uh, not only campy, but he's kind of you know uh, um, he can laugh at himself, and his the song is kind of satirical and fun. I just feel like it's different. Then if you're trying to do like a series, like don't put Led Zeppelin music over a car commercial. That's the one I hate the most. It just ruins it for me. Now I see a freaking Cadillac every time I hear that fucking song. Oh, wow. And I don't like that. I haven't had that uh, misfortune yet. No, but I'm saying this one is harmless and actually actually fun. I'm saying. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is a salad. I think this one makes sense, but I, I don't know. He's done other advertisements too, including one for Callaway Golf Supplies, because everybody knows Alice Cooper plays golf. Everybody knows that. I suppose with uh, life as exciting as his, it promotes healthy balance to have something boring in there, like golf. I don't know. I don't know. I never understood that. No, but, I don't uh, either. I don't get the golf no, thing, but people it, love it, and it's very relaxing and I, calming. I guess to them so. And, like I said, I mean, it was an exciting life. You know, it's just if I had yeah. one, I probably would want to play golf too. But I, mm, I don't. What? It would only bore me more. I, yeah, I don't have any desire to play golf. Uh, it's a cute ad too. He's playing golf and about to take a shot when he lays his boa constrictor. See, that's the proper usage of the word "lay." He lays his boa constrictor down on the green and putts. The ball rolls around the snake's coiled body and into the hole. Of course, it does. Perfect. As for the girl in the Staples commercial, with her attitude towards education, and I've always loved back to school, and I still have a fetish for office supplies, and you see where that led me. <laughs> but as for, <laughs> as for her, she's probably one of those people Weird Al Yankovic was addressing in word crimes. Ooh. But she did call him out straight up, and it's true. And she was right. She was know? right. So you're right. That is not a sellout. I don't think it's a sellout. And I think it's tough. I think it's tough to say what a salad is. Sometimes they're selling, it feels like they're selling their art for money unnecessarily, and they're changing their art forever oh, as a result. Oh, uh, Sasson says so much is a classic example of that. Yeah, there's just, it's just That one bad. is like one of the worst, in and fact. the Beatles have been put through that horrible ringer as well, so... It just changes it forever. So I feel like if you're an artist and you have a choice, and Alice had a choice, to make fun of yourself and to appear in the commercial to say, I'm doing this, or if you sell your catalog, then it's going to be used however it wants to be used. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Uh, I love that whole thing because I think it's interesting to talk about artists hawking their wares and how it could have a detrimental impact on the power of their music after that. Yeah, and I think it depends, and, and I think the more, I mean, Alice Cooper is, is as we said, very camp, very mm-hmm. theatrical and everything, so it kind of, anything kind of goes, but if you're like this real serious and deep and all this stuff, and then your music ends up, you know, hawking some product that has nothing, no relation whatsoever. Like tampons or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean really? something really, you know. Like all of a sudden, Eddie Rabbit's is slip sliding away and it's a tampon commercial, I'm not going to want that to happen. Don't give them any ideas. I'm know. just saying. <laughs> slip sliding away, it's Paul Simon. Oh, you're right. Slip sliding away. I was thinking of, I love a rainy, rainy night. night. I, I always think of that because it is well, rainy. Okay. It's Cut actually raining in California now. It's yeah. raining where we are. First time we've ever done the show in the rain. Not that that's... I mean, we're not getting wet. Uh, as Nigel Tufnell said in Spinal Tap, um, or, or as Ian Fate said, the manager to him, I hope it doesn't affect our performance. You know, I mean... Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah, rain? I, I think it's messing with my performance. You know? Oh, shit. <laughs> so if this sucks, that's why. If this Right. right. See, that's oh, why I said the wrong thing just a second ago. What was it Millie Vanilli said? Girl, blame, you know it's true? Blame it on the rain. Oh, okay. Blame it on the rain. They also the said, girl, sucks, you know it's true. True, but yeah. the show sucks. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. 
Well, thank you so much for that, sir. Very, very interesting. And I, a great example of actually not selling out, I think. Yeah. So, all right. So our uh, fourth of five artists, this one is called Realm Kingdom with the song called Summon. They are post-metal, doom, sludge, post-rock, and metal. Holy shit. Hold on to your hats, folks, because this shit's about to get real.
All right, so that was Realm Kingdom with Summon. Did they deliver on all their promises? They did, but uh, all right. Well, I think we went in with expectations that oh, were yeah. different. Very high. Not not that they didn't meet ex- expectations, just not those. Because when you hear the word summon and doom as a genre and summon is the title, you, you do expect something. Yes. But actually, it's much more symphonic than yes. you would uh, have anticipated. And uh, it goes on for some time. And there are no lyrics, but there are a lot of vocals from uh, someone with a uh, great deal of breath control. Uh, and then... It uh, turns eerie, which is kind of like the opposite of how these things usually go. Usually they start eerie and they get all big and dramatic and stuff. But um, then some actual vocals as the music uh, recedes to sort of this melancholy reflection thing. And then pow, more slippery guitars, more wails. And then the moody part returns again and it kind of builds to this really cool crescendo. And you expect a big bang and then it never comes. It has you in, uh, you know, in thrall the whole time. It has you in control. It's like you have to see what they're going to do next. Uh, very, uh, I, I, I can't. I have to come up with an alternate word for uh, compelling, but I simply refuse to use a thesaurus. But <laughs> it's a very engaging and gripping and involving song. Uh, nice I work. Completely agree. Realm Kingdom. So I just at the very beginning, it's just. <laughs> I mean, it is this like battle cry or maybe it's a chant i don't know what it is but i heard that that's what drew me in i heard that and i was like oh my god and i just i i had to hear more and you know i don't listen to the whole song because i want to be fresh but i listen to about the first 15 to 20 seconds of a song and if it doesn't grab me then i don't listen to because i don't have i mean i listen to dozens of songs to get these songs so it totally had me and it just it comes down from that really crazy opening which is just to me just so moving and so gripping and then it kind of comes back around to this dark and brooding and chilling sort of a feel and then <laughs> in the middle you hear what they've been summoning which is some sort of a crazy demon because that's when the growling comes in and I didn't know that came in but I really liked it I think it was very fitting it was good at that moment there was just enough of it and I feel I hear gentlemen and maybe a lady I don't know I hear some tool influence in there and I love it um, I hear the tool influence is a lot of space for you to think you know, you have some powerful vocals, but then there's a lot of space and there's just some progginess and we just go and you give us time to think and to breathe. And I feel like with all that contemplation that you left space for, you're preparing us for whatever fate is coming because we've summoned this creature, this thing, this path in our life, whatever. So I was profoundly moved by this track. I thought, shit, that's really good. And I only heard the first 20 seconds. And I, you know, I don't know what their intention was, but that whale that we spoke that we spoke about, that big, ah, you know, um, I mean, if it's not, if they didn't intend it to be, that certainly is a sort of a summoning. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's just, uh, and it's there, and yes. they don't let you forget it. Uh, and yeah, you expect uh, it's going to come back. Expect something is going to happen at the end. And it's like, no, that was all. And I know. love that it didn't because it's almost like you're like, yeah, that's right. We delivered what we wanted to deliver, not what you expected us to deliver. We're going out on our own terms. You that's know? right. And they did. <laughs> I was like, oh, and that's it. So I am really pleased with the end of that song. 
I love the beginning and uh, amazing. So you want to find them online? I knew you did. You can find them on Facebook at Raum, R-A-U-M dot kingdom dot I-E. Begora. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. It's my turn. This oh. is so weird. It's so about weird. damn time. So I've taken a classic feature of ours and I've twisted it the fuck up. Why? Because I can. So this is Hell Yes, Hell No Versus. And for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we're in or out. We also ask you to weigh in. We want to know what you think. Who wins? Well, we're going to do it differently this time. This time, we're going to tell you the two bands in question, or artists, however it turns out. And we're going to tell you what we think. And then we're going to take it to the streets and see if you agree with us. Oh, and yeah. Hopefully, well, and, and in doing this, I am hope I know she wouldn't pick a band that I don't know because I don't have time to do the usual. Oh, yeah. You know. uh, but uh, that actually, if you think about it, doing that uh, with our opinions first means less prep time, more laziness. Um, she's actually got me in mind what she thinks of this stuff. I actually was just thinking that it would be interesting to not only have them tell us who they like more, but then to tell us if they agree or disagree with us. Oh, yeah. And that, I thought, well, that, that would be that fun. Too. <laughs> That's going to be a good a good moment. So for this versus, it's Missing Persons versus Berlin. Uh, uh, oh, yes. A little interesting. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yes. Ever. Yes. A little uh, interesting moment here. So I will say, here we go. So first of all, let's talk about Berlin. So no more words. The Metro, take my breath away. Terry Nunn's powerful yeah. and commanding vocals reaffirmed my desire to be a singer as a child. She could easily transition from earwormy and hard-hitting pop tunes to a power ballad, and it just made sense. Her two-toned hair, natural beauty, and killer style inspired many a brush in hand staring into the mirror singing at the top of my lung sessions. <laughs> I will tell you I wanted to be Terry Nunn. I thought, oh my God, she is incredible. She was like, to me, the next Deborah Harry. Like I felt like she was there, but in a different way. Debbie, Debbie Harry was very commanding, but there was something different still to this day about Terry Nunn. And I just fell in love with her. And of course... You know, when you think about Take My Breath Away and you think about the Metro, it doesn't sound like the same person. No. But it, she has no trouble transitioning and just such a powerful vocal. So then we go to um, Missing Persons and Destination Unknown, Walking in L.A. I mean, Dale Bozio's little Betty Boop flair along with the raw power and infectious melodies just grabbed me as a kid. I mean, I was totally in that little... Walking in LA, you know that little cute. What a words! Just for. so cute, oh. exactly words. Yes, that's yeah. a killer song. It made me want to dance and experiment with my blue eyeshadow and mascara in new and daring ways. Her hair was perfection, and a time where bigger was better. And I was all about it. I loved it. Although I remember thinking, <laughs> I don't know how she dances around on stage. In those clothes, because she had almost like nothing on, right? She had this yeah. killer body. And then now we, here we are years later, and I keep looking at Lady Gaga going, I think you took some nods from that lady. Right. Absolutely. And an interesting fact before I reveal, Ascent opened for Missing Person several years ago. Dale sounded just as good as she ever sounded, and she had a fan blowing on her the entire time, just like Beyonce. <laughs> 
Also, it's worth noting that Christine and I actually went to see missing persons together at the Whiskey A Go Go, and yep. you know it's 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 different now. I mean, we're seeing the mature yes. uh, t- uh, Dale Bozio because yes. the rest of the band isn't there. Terry's not there, you know. Right. But uh, you know, ultimately, it comes down to the songs and her. Yep. So, uh, but it was uh, mature and uh, kind of a grown-up version. Uh, but it was the, the songs were wonderful. They sounded Still great. Great, she sounds great. Uh, fantastic. That uh, hopefully will not bias me in either direction. We haven't weighed in yet. Yeah. So um, I will tell you that what wins for me is Berlin. I am a huge Terry Nunn fan. There is something about her voice. There's something about even watching her videos. I'm just, I'm just in a hundred percent. And she sounds just as good now, just like Dale does. But for some reason, that music gripped me more. It it took me places, um, like the Metro. Like I, it was just It's beautiful. It's just so amazing. And I will say, my my least favorite is probably "Take My Breath Away," but it was it shows this range, and that is something that I really respect. So I have to give it to Berlin on this one. What are you gonna say? It, it's close but it isn't that close honestly uh there's more ah, there's more gravitas in berlin i mean uh you know as you said the range i mean to belt on like uh, no more words terry nunn is uh, Mm. fantastic and the metros is just the slinkiest perfect you know pop with that little bit of a crunch to it and uh it is absolutely irresistible and yeah, even take my breath away, and all the other the little odds and ends, and there are some uh, oh sex. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, uh, whatever the fuck you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Terry Nunn is great. I think the music is um, is deeper and richer than I Missing agree. Persons, who I think is terrific. Absolutely. I love Missing Persons, but uh, a slight nod to Berlin, I would have to say too. I think yeah. Yeah, it's just it's interesting because I thought about it a lot, and I'm like, no, I really do love Missing Persons, but you know, I think it's a fair battle. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it, the clear winner for me is Berlin. I like the fact that you said deeper. It's just it's just a few levels deeper for me, and that's what I want. Yeah. So, absolutely, I would say that it wins as well. So, interesting. We agree, and we will find out. We're going to take it to the streets to get their thoughts, and we'll recap on our next show. Mm-hmm. Who won? Did they agree with us? Did they not agree with us? Did they tip their hat to missing persons? Ah. And Why? So interesting. So thank you very much for playing along with the Hell Yes, Hell No verses um, where we kind of twisted it and turned it on its head. And now we are going to listen to our final artist of the night, morning, whatever you want to call it. And it is a band called Sweet Jane. And the song is Bleed. And they are, are you ready for it, David? Psych rockers. I saw that and I got really, I got quite stoky about that. I know you did. So let's listen to Sweet Jane.
Okay, that was Sweet Jane and the song Bleed. Now, I think this song brought you much joy. It brought me much joy. I will say this song could have been on any John Hughes soundtrack. Good point. I just want to say I love the vocal trade-off between the two. I love the vocal trade-off. It's very fun. And the guitar is like a third voice, and it adds spice um, to this little new wave track. I feel like it's got some new wave, and I love it. And it's got a little bit of B-52's charm to it, which I appreciate. A little bit of a throwback, but then a little bit of what I think is maybe a U2 influence. I hear a little bit of that. Maybe you love the edge a little bit, and I love the edge because U2's my fave. So I'm loving that, but then again, I'm hearing that new wave influence, and I'm a huge new wave fan from way back. So I'm loving it, and it's fun, it's sassy, and it's a rocker, and I want to make a nod to whomever beautifully added the tambourine throughout this song. It was well executed. Tambourine uh, is worth its weight in gold. I fucking love this song. I really do. I love Sweet Jane. Uh, yeah, me too. And I want to say that if uh, this was a like a mainstream band that everybody knew, we they might have been on the show where we were talking about uh, bands deriving their names from classic rock songs. Yes, that's true. Sweet Jane, I'm thinking Lou Reed must be I'm involved assuming, here somewhere. We, but we, I don't uh, know. These pathetic basement bands I was in, we actually played that song. Did you? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We played Sweet Jane just because it's just we kept playing one riff over and over and over. That was our favorite thing. You know? <laughs> we couldn't do anything else. You know? But um, this is the most guitar-driven uh, song we've heard tonight, for sure. For sure. And it's really, it's it's kind of got pop and post-punk. To me, it sounds like a really classic 60s Brit-pop kind of uh, melody, like the like even the progressive rock groups had back then, like uh, Moody Blues and mm. stuff. It really has that. But as you said, it's new wave. It's got the 80s. It's got the, the, the edge-sounding guitars, a little modern English kind of thing. So it sounds like new wave to me and uh, a classic, um, you know, retro 60s uh, Britpop. Sure. And the alternating vocals. I wrote that. Oh, absolutely splendid. It. Male, female, I think. You yeah, know. it is. Male, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming, yeah, too. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. But uh, I've been fooled before. You know, that, uh, <laughs> Same here. And then there's this really satisfying lead guitar break that's oh, short and sweet and fun. just uh, does exactly... And then the beat drops out, and she's singing, why don't you bleed for me? Why don't you bleed for me? Which I loved. And then it escalates into this near-riot-level rowdiness before, you know, kind of whining and feedbacking. It's over and out, like, uh, you know, yep. a beautiful ending there. And uh, this is uh, this is a killer. It's a smash way to end uh, the show because uh, uh, they're killing it over there in the Emerald Dial. They sure are. I will tell you, Ireland did not disappoint. There were actually nine different bands that I was looking at to include, so I may have to do another Ireland episode sometime in the future. But these are the five that rose to the top. We like to kind of have a little bit of everything. And so this was a wonderful way to end with some psych rockers. Five choice tracks. Absolutely. And they you can find them on Bandcamp at Sweet Jane. So, well, my goodness, you know what time it is. Uh, I know not. Well, I think it's time to I th- oh I down. know what it is it's time to wrap a puppy up on a neat little blanket alright coming up uh, winging it enjoy this sh- short show not necessarily that short it covers a single fantastically used to interesting be short, used to be until yeah, I, I came along yeah. when I throw bones it gets longer so. not necessarily depends on the topic that depends on the topic Fantastically interesting topic. No music, no features, just mainstream music chat, opinions, and uproarious laughter. 
We do offer you some sort of entertainment every week. And we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, and many more. Thank you for not listening to many more. You know, uh, always <laughs> click subscribe and enable notifications. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at both on air. That's B O A F on here. Bravo Ocean Alpha Foxtrot on air. At uh, that's the uh, address there, and our email is uh, Bravo Ocean Falls. Bravo Ocean Alpha Foxtrot on air at gmail.com. All right. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Everybody knows the phonetic alphabet. Yeah, both on air. B O A F on air. Bravo Ocean Alpha Foxtrot. Okay. Yeah, B O A F on air. We want to grow our flock. Uh, we need your help in pursuing this grand and glorious endeavor. Please share us uh, on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Share your boys with the world. And that having been said, uh, is there anything you'd like to say? Do you have anything to say for yourself? Well, I have a couple of things to say. First of all, I wanted to say Happy New Year again, because this is our first show of the new year. And we are coming up on our the beginning of our fourth year of doing Birds on a Feather, as David mentioned earlier. And I just wanted to say to you, sir, that there is no one I'd rather be doing this with. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be doing this with anybody else if it weren't you. So thank you for being willing to jump in on this and stay the course with me. We saw this show saw us and other people through COVID-19, mm-hmm. the lockdown. And now that we're out and about, you know, we're, we're able to go to shows and see more bands and discover more bands, which has always been part of what we're doing. So thank you for continuing to partner with me on showcasing new acts and people out there who aren't getting any airplay. I I think that's what we do best is, you know, we are both artists and we're here to promote other artists. And both our shenanigans and the uh, brilliant material that you find to uh, edify our audience uh, fights the seether, uh, fights the rancor, and fights um, any other uh, crises you might be having. So stick with us and uh, we'll, I don't know, let us entertain you. Oh, well, yeah. We'll see. We shall see if we can be entertaining. I think we're fucking entertaining. I do. I do. So thank you so much. And uh, the only other thing I have to say is let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.